Attention! Welcome to the Film Mages Podcast, where the popcorn is our ammunition, the couch is our foxhole, and the cinema is our place of worship. Now let me see your war face! Ooh, spooky season is upon us. <laughs> I know, we're getting deeper into spooky season. Yeah, it's week two of spooky week season. Week two, baby. And you we're know, definitely not recording this in September. Nope, 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 no, nope, nope. No, not nope. at all. You know what's extra spooky, though? I was on um, I was on my way home the other day from Clovis, which, you know, is kind of... I would say it's like the quote-unquote more conservative white part of town, or at least Clovis one of them. Clovis is a spooky part of Fresno. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. You know, some people like to pretend that that's the ninety-nine where everything's run down, but no, the real spooky part is where all the white people are. <laughs> yeah, no, for um, always is. I've, always is. I've been to Clovis. I didn't like it. Listen, you know, if you've listened to our last episode, you know that's true. And, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm a staunch defender of, like, where I come from because I'm proud of where I come from. But I literally got stuck behind a fucking giant truck and they had two giant fucking American flags. But they were, like, the black, like, we stand with cops ones in the back. And uh, I was the just... fucking thin blue line oh, flag. Shit. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was like, God damn it. Y'all are so fucking embarrassing out here. What the fuck? Yeah, so um, in spooky news, white people. Yes. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> and end the episode. Yeah, that's actually, that's all we have. That's all we have today. That's all we needed to say, it's, guys. That's all You we did need. really say it all. Yeah. Uh, well, hello, yeah, everyone. So Welcome them. to Film Majors. Hello. I am Zach. I'm Mick. I'm Alexis. That's hey, Alexis. That's Alexis, Alexis over throwing there. down facts at the top of throwing the episode. It down. Uh, oh, yeah. We hope you enjoyed our uh, previous episode with the that hosts was, of Are You Afraid of the Dark yeah, Universe? That was so much fun. Yeah, we had a blast. Yeah. And we're definitely not recording this before we record that I don't know one. why you keep saying that. It's yeah. obvious that we're recording yeah, this after. No, right? We record on a weekly yeah. basis and no one is going out of town for weeks making our recording thought, schedule difficult. I thought that they made really good points about... Uh, those movies yeah that we, the texas chainsaw massacre yeah. and the texas chainsaw massacre yeah. 2 yeah they were very yeah, insightful i've definitely both of them. seen both of those movies already and know exactly I what definitely we watched know, them we sure know how have, much you sure love have. them because of we went in depth on it last episode yeah and alexis i yeah. gotta say you said some pretty controversial stuff yeah that that's so likely <laughs> okay, that, it was yeah. it was warranted though. It, it was, was warranted. It was and you yeah. know, I stand I stand by you. I, I don't know if I agree with what you said, but I will defend till the death your right to say it. Right, exactly. The most worrying exactly. thing about that is the most of the controversial things that I have to say are usually very horny. And I'm not saying whether <laughs> or not that pertains to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because I have in fact, obviously, watched it. Um and uh yeah, so those those opinions that are controversial, those they sound spicy already. <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that was a good listen. I listened back to our episode. It's um, it was really, really great. Yeah, it was really, really Steamy. great. All right, especially when Alexis said that one like weird thing about Leatherface that I have never even considered before. It's Brahms all over but again. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, yeah. I remember hearing that, and I was like, "What's going on?" Oh, there it is. There it is. 
Okay, wait. Set you up you for know it. what would be really funny is if you managed to get like every horny comment we've ever made on the podcast and just like a, like a sizzle reel of every horny comment. Yes. <laughs> and then it's just ten in Alexis, a row of Adam Driver's hands. <laughs> if I get that, I will cut that the that audio together. You run that underneath like a series of photos and put it on TikTok. There you go. <laughs> um, that would be so yeah. funny. <laughs> we got to put something on our TikTok. Well. So, real quick, I have a corrections corner to issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a corrections corner from our Silence of the Lambs episode. Oh. Damn. Which aired in March. So, this is relevant. Damn. Very. Gotcha. So, these people are still listening. I went back. Since it's spooky season, uh, I went back and listened to our episode on all of the different versions Mm. of the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got to say, good episode. Had a lot of fun with it. Go yeah. back and listen to it. I just watched uh, the thing opinion. from another world. I just <laughs> watched that movie as I was decorating yeah. an apartment. Oh. It was a really good background sound. Yeah. Um, Mick, you didn't get to hear this, but I did tell Zach that in the last two movies that we've seen, two dogs yeah. have died, and that is too many dogs. And you guys have such a bad <laughs> track record of choosing movies where specifically a dog dies. And that's my 13th. That's my 13th reason why. And I want that. We don't specifically choose it because a dog dies. On the record, Mm. you guys picking these movies is my 13th reason why. When we watched The Whaley, I I literally, the the first time I cried during that movie was because of the dog. Did a dog die? Yes, yeah. Jungu uh, kills Horribly. the Japanese man. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. And about it that. didn't just die; it suffered. And while I was listening to it cry, oh, I it started whimpered. like sobbing. It was awful. It was really? terrible. I hate you guys. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see you. Uh, you could it's say so that like you. some of the best movies ever made, like an important <laughs> staple is that a dog, a dog must, must die. die. Yeah, um, but. I was listening to our episode on The Thing, and Mick made some comment about how much he liked Michael Mann's Manhunter, which we all watched the night before recording, because that was October 2nd on my spooky season list. I have no memory of this. (laughs) On our Silence of the Lambs episode, Mick claims to have never seen this film. I still claim to have never seen it. Not only did you see it, on on our episode on all the versions of The Thing, you went into specifics on things that you liked about the movie. Wow. Memory has been wiped. Did you rag on me for falling asleep or not liking it that much? I must have also uh, fallen asleep. You know, I'd have to go back and check, but I, I would not be surprised. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> that does sound like That him. sounds like something I would <laughs> rag you on. Yeah. No, that's crazy, because I believe you. Obviously, I, I did see it. I have no memory of it at all. Yeah. It's wiped. Completely gone. Completely wiped. That was all crazy. All these memories. Lost to time, like tears in tears the rain. Tears in the rain, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my... Uh, well, <laughs> when I do watch uh, Manhunter for the second time, it'll be for the first time. It'll great. be great. I mean, it's a good movie. Wow. No, I, I'm, I've heard from myself that it's quite good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's our six-month-later corrections corner. That was good. That was an old one. Um, has anybody been watching anything? Any films? Alexis? Films? 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 Wow. Movies? Films? Would, films? I, I, yeah, I, you know, I've just, you know, in the last, like, whew, 72 hours, I've had nothing but time to watch movies. Nice. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen nothing. I've, I haven't seen anything. You've seen I've nothing. Literally, yeah, nothing, nothing. 
often. For sure. For uh, sure. But, All right. but All right. I'm learning a bunch of old English songs to sing for a Christmas carol. Also, hell yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, that's great. Theater kids, is there any that you can any you can rattle off right now? Oh, for our lovely audience, our lovely listeners. Here we come, a wassailing da 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 da. Yeah, do love and joy come to you? I'm bopping. So you're learning Christmas songs during spooky season. I literally was practicing them in the car today, and I just thought I had the specific thought of. Uh, it's too early for this. Yeah, and uh, actually, you, you are so in like, a marketer's dream. Yeah, no, I'm I'm crying on the inside, like deep down, like literally one. So like we have this like one scene towards the end where we're all like in modern day, and like it's just like everybody in the cast is like walking around, you know, we're and Scrooge is doing his thing, and we're all supposed to be having like whatever conversations. <laughs> and my line that I came up with for my conversation is like, I just really hope they're not playing only Christmas songs at the party. Um, <laughs> I'm so over oh, it. And uh, that's exactly how I'm going to be by the time we get to Christmas, because I will be rapping yeah. on a Christmas carol two days before Christmas. So, well, mm. well, <laughs> when I when I come see that, I'm going to be fully in the Christmas spirit. There you go. But that's not right now. That is not right, right now. now. It's spooky season. <laughs> that's right. Um, and I watched a spooky film this week. Oh, what a you new see? film. Uh, I watched uh, No One Will Save You on Hulu. Oh, okay. Uh, it's mm. an alien invasion slash home invasion movie. Mm. Um, Interesting. That's been getting... Uh, kind of like Signs of, a little bit. That's... Uh, yeah, it's been getting a lot of like audience and critical love, and I'm here to throw some cold water on that. Not good, huh? It's not Hello. bad, but when I have the distinct thought during your movie that... Uh, War of the Worlds and A Quiet Place did this better. What's uh, it called again? No mm. One Will Save You. No One Will Save You. Interesting. It just, Who's done that? It, and uh, Caitlin Dever, who was in uh, Booksmart, she's the, the oh, lead. It's pretty yes. much a, a one-character movie. Mm. Uh, and I think okay. she does a pretty good job in it. I, I don't think the character is super, you know, interesting. Mm. And when, you know... There are some <laughs> reveals about her past towards the end of the movie. I I didn't think they were particularly interesting. Mm. Um, no. I think a movie like that kind of lives and dies by its like creature designs in some ways. Mm. Um, and largely, I didn't find them that interesting, except for one. There is one alien design towards the end of this film that I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, Hmm. It's it's not a bad film. Uh, I think I gave it a two and a half out of five on Letterboxd. Um, it's mid, but yeah, it's right down the middle. It's it's kind of straight down the middle. I think similarly to A Quiet Place, which I f liked a little more. I think this could be a good like intro to the sci-fi horror genre for you know mm. like a teen. Um, but as someone who's seen a lot of movies like that, it didn't uh, didn't really grab me. It's a new movie, right? Yes. Interesting. Um, Hulu original? Yeah. Okay. Um, there, you know, there were a lot of people who were like, oh, why wasn't this in theaters? And I'm like, it can stay on Hulu. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Not yeah. To, I don't, I don't want to, again, I didn't hate this movie, but yeah. uh, I'm not... You I'm not me. as I'm not as hyped about it as, uh, as everybody else. Interesting. Um, the fuck is but, Chud? You know, what's Chud? Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Have you seen Chud? 
No. You've never seen Chud. You don't need to. Wow. <laughs> that was the movie. Is this that, like the uh, human yeah, centipede? <laughs> No, no, it's, no, no. It's like a pretty campy '80s horror you, movie. Alexis, it's got Daniel Stern and John Goodman in it. Alexis, do you ever did you ever watch oh, Futurama growing up? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, like I caught it sometimes. Okay, yeah. do you remember how in there was New New York and then there was the old New York, and that's where mm-hmm. all the mutants lived. That's where Leela's parents lived. Chud mm-hmm. is a lot like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember I watched it because when we were when I was working on Nope. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the you see a VHS. There's a VHS of Chud in in the uh opening of Us. And I Uh, watched it. So I was like, oh, okay, he's playing homage to this, like a underground like us, underground society. And I watched it and I didn't like it very much. So I went up to I went up to Jordan. I was like, so I watched Chud Mm -hmm. and I don't. I don't really get it. And he like cut me off. He was like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to defend that movie. Yeah, no, it's not great. It's not great. It's just, you know, it's kind of a cool idea and put on a VHS. It's crazy tape, so. that you can go up to people and just talk to them about things. That blows my mind every time you say that. Yeah. It's, you know, I it's have a to skill. spend at it's least white. like three business days thinking about it. Yeah. He, Jordan That's, was probably that, like that would be that would be what you called the white man's audacity. Exactly, uh, that is ooh. what that is. <laughs> yeah. I have that too. I have that too. Okay. I'll just go talk to people. Yeah. The only My Futurama episode I distinctly remember is the one where you finally find out how Fry made it to the future, and then there's just the end of that scene, which is just the fact that his dog waited. For him, for the rest of his life. Oh. Again, yeah, that's sad. That's sad. such a sad episode. That's right. The dog died. It in is that. such. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. died waiting for him outside of this like yeah. pizza place. Brutal. What Brutal. a bummer. Uh, are you yeah. what made that show so good? Yeah. You know, really pulling on the heartstrings. Yeah. Dog yeah. has to die. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs. Must love dogs. Uh, um, so, speaking of dogs, I watched three movies. Whoa! You yeah, dirty dog! You dirty dog. Oh, um, also, real quick, I've been showing Sloan the Alien movies, and she has been loving them. Oh, really? Yeah. How, how oh, deep good. into it are you? Uh, we're halfway through Aliens. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Way yeah. to introduce her to things. I love it. Um, I have been rolling the classics. I haven't seen anything new for myself, but I watched Wes Craven's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street again, since we're deep in spooky season. Um, again, sure. I've maintained that uh, I- I'm amazed that Johnny Depp had a career after that movie. Uh, he's very attractive, <laughs> but good God, his acting is not strong. Um, but that scene where she gets filleted in her sleep and she gets like... She's being dragged up the side of the wall and is stuck on the ceiling. And it's just like, just, it's just, it's crazy. It's really, really That's disturbing that I, the first one I remember the, the first one? time I, the first one, I've never seen the second one. I've only ever seen the mm-hmm. first one. Um, yeah, I watched that for the first time in college at, uh, do you remember, uh, when we moved to, uh, the theater portion and we had that classroom with like the big projector and shit like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. During during Halloween, I snuck in there because I had keys to the cage. Nice. And I put on a DVD of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with a friend. We drank and watched it. It was so much fucking fun. Wow. Yeah. I, and I was uh, shocked how scary it was. That was one of my big sad moments from COVID because, mm. you know, I, I really wanted to try to work at the cage my, uh, oh, yeah. my senior year. But that was a good gig. Didn't happen. Did not happen. Uh, and then I also watched... Um, 
What? Oh, I also watched Robert Zemeckis' uh, Death Becomes Her. <laughs> yeah. Which go back and listen to our episode. Damn good. Damn okay. good time. That's a really, really but good time. But also... This is not a corrections corner. This is a we are very vindicated corner because when we talked about what movies would be good to turn into musicals, we did say Death Becomes Her. And what happened? That shit is being turned into a musical. Is it really? Vindicated. No I shit. Sent, I think I did I not send that to you, Mick? Maybe I just sent it to Zach. But yes, vindicated. Uh, yeah, you vindicated. don't send shit to me. <laughs> that is so not true. <laughs> Alexis sends things to our group chat like more than that's anyone right. else. That's right. That's that's such cap. <laughs> I will not I will not Wait, allow you to slander my friend what's on the show. Lies. <laughs> it's cap is lies. Yeah, that's cap. Is that a new term? Yeah, cap has been... No, it's not new. Cap has been a term for years. Really? Yes. Yeah, I'm just now learning it. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah. Bruce Willis is so good in that movie. <laughs> he sure oh is. Oh, my God. Go back and listen to that episode Listen to that well. episode. I've re- you, know, you know what's nice about being in spooky season now, as we have <laughs> been for two weeks it's now? It's the most wonderful time of the yeah. year. Uh, absolutely. But this is our first time cycling back to a themed month. That's true. We. This is our first... <laughs> repeat of a of a theme that's great i'm fucking loving it It feels good we've been doing so good yeah this feels really good um but that scene with sydney pollock and bruce willis when uh sydney pollock the doctor is taking her pulse or lack thereof and you know bruce willis takes out a flask and the doctor goes over and takes a shot of it yeah (laughs) and then walks out of the room and has a heart attack has a heart attack that (laughs) whole scene is fantastic and then last night uh i introduced um my lovely partner to uh zach Kreger's barbarian i had seen barbarian before well the other partner who the one that hadn't seen it I can't fucking believe it. I this. know. I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. Um, that movie is so good. <laughs> what also, the fuck? Yeah. Also, listen back to our Barbarian episode. Damn good time. Yeah. We've I, been generating some We've some been hits. generating some Let's hits. Let's just... Here, let me lube you up a little oh, bit, buddy. Gross. Oh, yeah. But no, she, uh, she loved it. She absolutely <laughs> loved it. It was a very terrifying time because she doesn't do ghosts or possessions. So I was like, oh, well, you won't mind this. This is just the mutant I live in your walls sort of thing. I'm in your walls, I'm in your walls, and, I'm in your walls, uh, I'm in your walls. She's like, okay, I could check it out. And she was like so freaked out the whole time. But she had a blast. And then afterwards, I got drinks with a bunch of friends. And there was like a, a pregnant pause in the conversation. I just went... So I rewatched Barbarian tonight, and everyone at the table went, oh, Barbarian, and we all went for like a half hour oh just talking about how good that movie is. <laughs> By the time this episode is out, I will have made my dad and his wife watch Barbarian. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because that oh is my God. Uh, <laughs> October 9th on my uh, spooktacular list, which uh, I hope you're following along yeah, with please. on the Instagram. Yeah, 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 I've been enjoying it so far. Yeah. Watching all of them. Yeah, you sure have been. I sure um, have. Yeah. But yeah, that's them. that's what I have on my birthday. Nice. Uh, so, Oh, Barbarian? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Good pick. Again, that, that Hitchcockian psycho twist halfway through it owns it's so so good it's like oh thank god bill 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 thank god justin long is here oh wait (laughs) damn it i hate his guts (laughs) oh Oh, man um so yeah other than that that's pretty much what's been going on uh rest in peace michael gambon that happened a few weeks ago we're just now talking about it yeah 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 Yeah. tragic 
Tragic. After I just seen Sunday. fucking Sleepy Hollow Again, three weeks ago. Thing that Alexis sent yeah. to the group chat. Yeah, I know. I I looked at it. I didn't respond to it, but I looked God, at it. God, you're such no, a I know. fucking villain. I can see. I can see every time you look at something and don't respond to it. Yeah, I know. But that's acknowledgement. That's me opening the message. <laughs> you have like the message, man. Why? I, why should I like that Michael it's Gambon's dead? Oh Jesus, I was surprised you liked it. Like, uh, okay, great. Zach's happy that Michael Gambon passed listen, away at I the age of 82. I haven't Googled if he, Michael Gambon is a turf or not, so I'm what's a, a turf, did, he's, uh, he, he trans never exclusionary said radical feminist. Oh. He, I looked I looked it up. He never, he, he never like, went on the record or said anything about M- it. Michael so, Gambon you know, didn't, didn't comment. He yeah. didn't comment yeah, on whether you know. or not trans people should exist? Yeah. Imagine that. He kept Imagine that from a British man. Where he's, is he Irish? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. If I'm calling him British but, um, and he's Irish, I, that's I actually think, I don't think he's Irish. I'm all, I if think you don't have English. anything good to say, I would rather people not say anything at all. <laughs> Irish English. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's Irish English? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's hop out of what's going on. We're back. We're back, everybody. That was fun. That was a good little, good little you thing like we that had. Little jingle. That I'm sorry, great. I didn't give yeah. anyone time to go get water. Alexis, are I don't you, need it. Mick, you thirsty? Nope. Anybody? I have a coffee, which isn't you, water. You but, got your you know. slurp. Oh, she's got her slurp. You got your slurp. All she's right, got I her got slurp. My slurp. So. Since we are in, uh, you know, Zach's Halloween spooktacular. It's time for a big topic. It's time for our big topic of the month. Uh, mm. And mm-hmm. for our big topic of this episode is who are some of our favorite that, that guys? guys? Zach, what is a that guy? Uh, well, a that guy is a character actor who mm. shows up in many different films, mm. is reliably good mm-hmm. in, you know, wherever you plug uh, him or her in. Mm. Uh, and while you might not know their name, mm-hmm. you know their face. Mm. For a long time, I think Sam Rockwell would have been a great example of a that guy. A fantastic that guy indeed. But, you know, he received an Oscar. and He's no longer that guy. He's no longer that guy. People know Sam Rockwell. Yeah, we know him by name. I, uh, we know his face. Yeah. You know, so he he doesn't qualify. He's relinquished his that guy status. But there are many, many great many that guys more. who deserve to have their praises sung on this platform that you're listening to today. So I would like to throw it out to you, Mick and Alexis, my fearless mm-hmm. co-hosts mm. of this podcast. Yes. Who are your favorite that guys? Because oh. this was oh. when when we were initially talking about doing a podcast. Yes. I think I threw out the idea of doing an all that guy podcast, doing a podcast right. about actors who and are, you know, recognizable. If, that's but right. You might not know their name, which it, I assume there is a podcast that does probably that. if you recall, we've you know, we we shot that down really quickly. 
Yeah, you were like, I That's, only respect the stars. Yeah, exactly. We only talk about the stars here. But uh, we're making an exception today. Um, basically, uh, I have one. Unless, Alexis, you would like to go. Looks like no, she's snorting cocaine over there. What is she doing? Uh, she's doing a slurp. <laughs> she's doing a slurp over there. She's slurping a wine up her nose. She's doing her best. Right there. She, She's doing her best Jerry Bruckheimer over there. Wow. Um, my first sure one, my go-to for this. I'm in the budget for cocaine. Sorry. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is one of my favorite that guys. You're telling me a guy's got two dicks? Wow. 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 Just, let's just sit in that joke for a bit. Good yeah. Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your parent, your dad must be proud when he he's listens so to proud. He must be like, thank God he got my humor. Yeah, my mom's like, Ugh. Uh, <laughs> my lord. But no, I love Alan Tudyk. Um, he played um, he played the uh, robot in I Robot. Uh, he played. Was his name Sonny in that? Did you guys ever watch I Robot? Was I d- like I did, but I could not tell you a single thing about that movie. I think his name was Sonny. That sounds right. But uh, he also it played is, yeah. uh, Steve the Pirate. In Dodgeball. Oh, boy. Uh, so, so good. He's played He's played a bunch he's of parts. In, he's in A Knight's Tale. Oh, he's in The Winter's uh, Tale. He is in A Knight's Tale. A oh, Knight's Tale, that's what it is, yeah. A Knight's, yeah, Knight's Tale, Tale. Yeah. Corrections Which, Corner. Uh, Corrections Corner, Corrections Corner, Corrections Corner. Um, yeah, I fucking love him in A Knight's Tale. Uh, he is so good yeah. in that movie. He's so funny. Pain. Lots and lots of pain. Yes. He's wonderful. Uh, Alexis, do you have a that guy? Who's that guy? Who is her that guy? Who's that boy? Where does he come from and what does he go to? Um, you know, it's a it's a great question. Um, Alexis, are you working on your job as you're recording? <laughs> that fucking rule. No, I'm not working on my job as as you recall. Oh, okay. I have no laptop, so I oh, cannot. Yeah. Oh, work I don't on that recall job. that, but I do now. That's yeah. right. Rip, I'd have rip. to be at the other office to work at my other job. So, um, uh, are you looking yeah. at a list of that guys? Yeah. Yeah, I totally am. 100%. 100%. So what, what's your <laughs> because, answer? Because my answer would have been Stephen Root, because when I saw him in that movie, I was like, oh, my God, my friend from Dodgeball. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, oh, Zach's going to hate it, because all I'm going to have to say is that everything comes back to Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. It's so, true. Yeah. Okay, we've got two Dodgeball picks. Yeah. Uh, let's let's table. You know who else is in dodgeball? Justin Long. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we're not talking about dodgeball right now, <laughs> despite <sighs> how it may seem. God damn it. Um, so I'd like to table Stephen Root for just a moment. Yeah, because he's will. arguably one of the <clears throat> best of all time. Yeah, we like that is my go-to answer. Yeah, no save of uh, that oh, guy brother who out I love. Yeah, so good. Um, so good. Mick, do you have any? Do you have any other ones? No, kick you. You oh, do one. Well, I just had one in my head, and it, it it went right out of my brain. So I need two seconds. Oh, John, uh, John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. Who's that? Uh, John Carroll Lynch is uh, in Fargo. And he is in oh, Face Off. He's in, and he's, and he's in, in Zodiac. One of my favorite films yeah. of all time. Oh, that's a great Zodiac. Pick. That's a really good pick. He is so good. If you need a guy he's who's funny like, and scary, yeah, both extremely menacing and can you know turn on the humor and be honestly very sweet in Fargo. Yeah, uh, you cannot do better than John Carroll Lynch. 
He is just a spectacular actor, and I am always happy to see him show up. He's mm. probably my number two go-to that guy pick after uh, Steven Root. Nice. So yeah, that's that's a that guy for me. I like it. I like it a lot. I love Harry Dean Alexis. Stanton because I saw him Ooh. in Pretty in Pink, and I really loved him as the dad. But he's also an alien, and then of course he's was, also in a bunch of other movies too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. He's I I love him so. That's, that's, that's a great one. Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton is an awesome pick. Harry Dean Stanton is in um, Wild at Heart, which we talked about on this podcast. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. another one. What a what you a know, spectacular actor. Yeah. Uh, Judy Greer has, I don't know, she's she's never really been like the forefront character of like most things. She's Except for maybe mm. like Jawbreaker when she was like a lot younger. I'd give you Judy but Greer. But she generally plays like the side character in <clears> things. But she's always, I don't know, every time I see her, I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, she's a joy to see on screen. Um, and since yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I if I have with any her. other she's women She's a real like, treat. <laughs> to name Judy Greer. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think Judy Greer is... Yeah kind of right in the like pre three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Sam Rockwell spot. Yeah. I where, actually, like, so, some people I feel like know the name Judy Greer. Like if you're, if you're into movies, I feel yeah. like, you know who yeah. Judy Greer is, but I worked on a movie with her and she was the lead actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Exciting. Really? And I quit because the director was a twat. So. <laughs> Best of luck to her. <laughs> well, Hopefully that worked out for Judy Greer. It did. It's it's hitting the festivals right now. Oh, right yeah, on. Yeah. How so, yeah. Uh, you know how was working with Judy Greer? She's wonderful. Figures. She is a genuine delight. She's very sweet. Um, yeah, very talented. Excellent. Excellent. And and her and her sense of humor that she usually has with her ridiculous characters is exactly her sense of humor in real life, which is great. I Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I have another pick. Who's your pick? Zelchko. Ivanic. Whomst? If you, you recognize his face, he Whoa. is in, in Bruges. He is in Seven Psychopaths. He is in Black Hawk Down. He is in uh, True Blood. Uh, the, the list goes on, and he's always very good. The first time I watched him was in the John Adams miniseries. Um, but he's fantastic. He, uh, in fact, there's actually a documentary, I think, called like That Guy's. And he's one of the actors that they interview in that documentary nice. because he you just know his face um, uh, and he has a very strange name. But um, yeah, he's a terrific actor. He's really, really good. In fact, if you have watched Black Hawk Down, which I know for a fact, Alexis has definitely seen that movie. Uh, Trauma. Seen it. The, <laughs> Trauma. The, uh, the character that says oh, the fuck. title. <laughs> The character that says the title, we have a Black Hawk Down, we have a Black Hawk Down, is Zelsko Ivanic. He's the guy that mm. says the title of the film. Wow. Yeah. Well, I've got one more. Do you? Michael Ironside. <gasps> oh. See, that's the thing. I have to, like, remove myself as a film nerd because I know who the fuck that is and by name, but he is a perfect that guy. Michael Ironside is absolutely a that guy. He's in... They uh, sucked his brains out. He said he is the guy who says, they sucked his brains out in uh, Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. He, He's uh, in Top Gun. Alexis, you would have seen Michael Ironside this year in uh, Blackberry. He's yes. the guy who they bring in to the like... tough old son of yeah, a bitch. Yeah, like whip the company into shape in With Blackberry. With the bull tie. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's also in um, 
uh, Total Recall. And he's in uh, Videodrome, too. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Is yeah, that's a game. So uh, yes. Does Ted Levine count? Ted Levine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, t- yeah Ted Levine I think counts. He counts yeah. Again. Again, that's another one. Like, like I love Ted Levine. Like, I know we, him by name. We know who Ted Levine yeah. is, but like I think the oh, layman does not Ted know Levine. who Ted Levine is. I feel so bad for Ted Levine because he did, he had such a great performance in fucking um Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. But then what happened to Ted Levine is kind of like what happened to Nathan Lane from the Birdcage, where it's just like he was so good that no one knew what really else to do with him afterwards yeah they, that's all they saw was that character yeah um mm-hmm. yeah ted levine good one good like pick that. good pick chad levine um i'd also would you would you fuck me okay yeah see this is the problem is that that performance also became like a meme uh and you know i feel like it's a you know, it's a dis disservice to you know how good that performance is for a while paul bettany was like one of my favorite that guys but now also in a night's tale i think he's too big now yeah i think avengers ruined him yeah just uh, too bad peter green peter green's another that guy peter green what's he look like oh yeah peter, the guy yeah peter uh, green is in the mask he's the usual Re- suspects pulp fiction training day he's redfoot yes he is redfoot in the usual suspects he's, and he's the villain in the mask yeah he's, um, he's zed in pulp fiction yeah he he was a great like 90s that guy also if you want to go back to our uh independence day episode yes th- there are many great there are so many good ones 90s that guy robert lozier yeah robert lozier uh james redborn who's the uh the secretary of defense in that movie who's also in the talented mr ripley and basic instinct and mm. the game yeah. uh yeah yeah he's yeah. also apparently in uh, my cousin Vinny, which i've never seen um, you've never seen my cousin Vinny. i've told you this <laughs> This has been a you, point I, of conversation on, on this podcast. It is on the shelf. I know. I've just never grabbed you, it. Are you not you a Marissa Tomei fan? Of course. Who's also always Please. good is Graham Greene. He plays um, Billy Black, right? In Twilight. He plays Jacob's father. But he's just, you know, I mean, oh, there's yeah. not, you know, in, in, in oh, yeah. especially in oh, like yeah, the I love him. late 80s to like 90s, there just yeah. wasn't a lot of stuff for people indigenous people yeah. to like play so they're mainly only playing indigenous people um but yeah no like every time i've seen him in something i've always i don't know liked him in it and james yeah. cromwell i was a wait what'd you say oh yeah james james cromwell who's it what was he been in that's a great question i know the um, name and I, i'm gonna he's been in so many like military oh, James Crom- well he's in he's in succession Okay, um, let me see a face. Oh yeah, because he. This plays... is James Cromwell. Oh, he's in Babe. He's in Babe. Well, he's the guy uh, well, that, that super glued his my... hand. Yeah, that was gonna be he's my the guy who super glued his hand James to the counter Cromwell at Starbucks, protesting babe. that they didn't have milk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I scooped Babe from you, Alexis. <laughs> no, oh, no, God. no. It's fine. It's just one of my favorite I... animal movies. There's a lot, but you know, it's one of my favorites. So. <laughs> That'll do, big. That'll, That'll do. do. Um, Dude, the fucking what? sheep. The sheep motto that they have in there, I have never forgotten that. Will never forget. I will be on my deathbed saying, Bah, ram you. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that is. Are you not going to drop the whole that's thing? That's creepy as hell. You do want me to drop <laughs> the whole thing? Those are her last words. <laughs> do it. Uh, bah, ram you. Bah, ram you. <laughs> to your sheep, your skin, your clan be true. Bah, ram you. <laughs> 
That's gonna be that's gonna be good. I I'm, I'm, ex- I'm ex- Well, I mean, you know, w- w- will I will I survive Alexis? Probably not. But Probably if I do, yeah. I'll I'll be there. There you go. Uh, <laughs> well, why are we talking about that, guys? That's a really good question. Why the hell? Are we talking about that guy? Well, the movie that we're discussing today has at least two, arguably three, one might even say three, (laughs) in it of those guys that are in this film. And the lead of this film is that guy. Yes, he's actually one of my favorites. Yeah, an excellent that guy. A perfect that guy. And that film is... The Empty Man, directed by David Pryor. It's a 2020 film, and it stars James Badgedale and Marin Ireland and uh, the incomparable Stephen Root. Yeah, Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Stephen motherfucking Root. Also, Uh, wait, hold on. Oh, my God. It sucked his brains out. Ron, Ron DeSantis? I, is it Ron Canada or Ron Canada? Ron Canada. Ron Canada is in this. And I distinctly remember him as oh the guy God, yeah. from National Treasure when he discovers that the Declaration of Independence has been stolen. He's on his walkie going, seal all the exits. Oh, my God. That's Ron Canada. He's the guy who plays the, the cop? He plays one of them. The, like, cop who James Badgedale is interacting with the most. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Detective uh, Villers. Villiers. Um, so here is the synopsis of The Empty Man. On the trail of a missing girl, an ex-cop comes across a secretive group attempting to summon a terrifying supernatural entity. Um, That's it? Yeah. So, to be I, fair, I mean, this is a... This is a hard movie to summarize. It really is. Uh, it tr- this is this is <laughs> in some ways my cure for wellness pick for this year uh, because it is a <laughs> the one that's kind of out of pocket. It is a contemporary horror movie that throws a whole bunch of shit at you and has a buck wild conclusion. It might be a little long in the tooth and not everything might come together, but god damn it, the fact that- it is a just a movie with fucking. Balls. The fact that this is the tame version of that shows you just how fucking crazy a cure for wellness is. Because I would argue <laughs> really that is. the empty man is far more n- normal and regular. Arguably, than that one of the movie. most fun drinking games I've ever played was when we played. Yeah, Zach, it you fucking ignored me last night when I texted you about that. I was at dinner for my girlfriend's birthday and I looked for it. And you don't have it? I looked for it for a while. Uh, well, for one thing, I have it recorded on our Cure for Wellness episode. Oh, I rattle off all the rules. Okay, um, nice. But I, I have a picture of it somewhere. I just couldn't track it Hell down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, The Empty Man. Alexis, you had never seen this yeah, film before. Alexis, what did you think? What did you think? Lay it on us. Mm. Well, I uh, I at first tried to watch this movie after I got out of rehearsals, and uh, not gonna lie, Good choice. the first twenty minutes, because this was like it was like eleven p.m. when I started rolling this. The first oh, twenty minutes, I was like, mm, hmm, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go to sleep. <laughs> If I finish this, so I actually turned it off at like 25 minutes and I went to bed and I woke up and I watched it at like seven in the morning <laughs> instead, oh, really? much less, much less creepy, much less scary when you watch it in the morning light. Um, I, yeah, I, I watched it from one eight. 
Yeah, no. I watched it no. from one to three. <laughs> no, I also because... made sure to watch it when it was nighttime. No, because I would because then I would have gone to bed at like one. And sometimes what happens is if I'm like having a hard time going to bed, I'll wake up throughout the night. And I definitely did not want to wake up at the devil's hour at 3 a.m. Because that that would have been like, oh, no, (laughs) because that comes up. So what is the devil's hour specifically? It's the hours between it. Well, you generally because so they say they say that Christ was um, like killed or was on the cross died at like 3 p.m so they say that that is like the most holy hour and then the exact opposite of that would yeah. be 3 a.m and so they say I've that, that is the witching hour, that's what i've heard too the devil's hour but it can be yeah. anything basically anything between 3 to 4 a.m that's why when i watch the movie the exorcism of emily rose laura linney keeps waking up at 3 a.m exactly on the dot and can smell smoke and I've always been terrified that if I wake up exactly at 3 a.m. and smell smoke, then I know that the devil is there. So should I start? Should I be uploading all of our spooky season episodes at 3 a.m. instead of midnight? Hell yeah, you should. <laughs> Let's curse ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think oh, I'm, yeah. I will have been doing that. Yeah. Uh, so, Alexis, you watched it in the morning. What did you think? I did. Um, yeah, so it was I feel like the first 20 minutes were the creepiest for me, but when he got to the fu- so i i liked it i you know like you said you know it kind of it's a very big concept you know and the execution mm-hmm. of it is kind of like oh, okay some things don't quite add up but you know like who cares it's just a spooky movie um but there were some genuinely like very unnerving moments like when he gets to the what is it like the campground or whatever and he starts seeing yeah, all these yes. people like running around like the cult members yes. like running around in a circle but they're it's like all oh. at the same time so you can hear them stomping around like in sync yeah. and then he kind of goes one towards step them back yeah, and then they stop yeah. and then they're just staring at him and like it was literally me on the couch and i was like oh fuck no <laughs> See, I yeah. I like to watch scary movies by myself sometimes because I like to have I'd like to be able to like yell at the TV and be like, oh no, fuck that, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> and that is exactly what happens for the rest of that like scene. That. Because he yeah. starts to back away, they take one step towards him, he takes another step back, they take one more step towards him, and then he's like, fuck that. And I was like, yeah, man, go, go, go. And he starts running. Then they're all running after him. And I was like, I was, yeah, I was, I was terrified for him. There's nothing that freaks me out more than like people moving in sync, supposedly like possessed by something slightly. Like, I don't know that for me is like a very creepy thing. Like you, with anxiety, you always feel like people are kind of like watching you sometimes, you know, but for that to be Mm -hmm. something that is a real phenomenon of like, oh no, these people are aware of you and they are watching you so much worse. (laughs) Yeah. That scene where he goes into the cabin and finds that VHS tape. First, he sees the stuffed bear starts playing it. And then the camera tilts over and you see that that bear is gone. And that's when I got some solid chills. And I'd seen this movie before. I have seen this oh, yeah, film no. before, but I watched it and I was creeped out. So effective. The, the very beginning, though, when they're in, like, I don't know, Tibetan mountains or some shit, Tulpa yeah. or wherever the fuck they were. Uh, um, Bhutan. 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 Okay. So, like, this guy, he's lost his shit. 
he tells him, don't touch me or you're going to die. I'm just going to let you know the same thing that I said with the kid thing that I would leave that kid behind. I don't care. I will leave you behind. (laughs) If you start saying some freaky shit like that to me in a fucking cave where there's a skeleton, your ass is literally getting left behind. Someone else can carry you up there. Um, But when they finally make it to the to the little house and they're like hanging out for a bit the 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 boyfriend who was like you know like out of his head you know clearly being possessed of by something you know at one point while his girlfriend's sleeping you see him over her just like muttering this like chant and that was really creepy but then the next day the other couple leave to like i don't know go get firewood to go do something right and she hears knocking on the door and there, yeah, and there's like, there's like a storm going on. So there's snow everywhere, very low visibility. And she sees this kind of figure in the distance. And she starts being like, oh, can you please help us? Da, 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 da. And then, and then she realizes that the figure doesn't look quite right. And she rightfully so finally realizes get the fuck out of there but the way that the thing was just i don't know i guess it's like you would say the creature design was very effective very creepy Mm. the way that it moved was very unnerving i didn't like it it gave me the heebie-jeebies i had to turn the movie off after that (laughs) hell yeah nice nice Uh, a plus then yeah like honestly back to alien the so we don't really see the entity that this cult is trying to summon the closest very clearly the closest we get is the skeletor guy yeah we we see yeah this like weird looking skeleton with massive hands and a lot of fingers yeah these things Mm -hmm. coming out of its back uh in this cave that a hiker falls into in the prologue of this film. Mm. And I felt like both the skeleton and in spoiler alert, in the end of the film, when uh, our protagonist is being taken over by this creature. Yeah. uh, Both of those designs felt very HR Geiger to me. They felt very alien. The skeleton at at the very least. Yes. Um, That's very HR Geiger. Yeah. And I, I love that. Um, Should we get into the, uh, plot and twist of this film yeah sure i let's dive in because that's the thing that i i really love about this movie Mm. um so essentially yeah we get this prologue in bhutan back in the 90s yeah 1998 um where we see this one hiker fall into this cave where there's this terrifying skeleton and he seems to become possessed by some sort of an entity yeah and he eventually along with this other, uh, his girlfriend, uh, kills the other two mm-hmm. people in their group. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and the girlfriend commits murder-suicide. Yeah she, yeah, she kills the other two people in the group after he whispers something in her ear, and then she kills herself. Yeah. So then we cut to 20 years later, 2018, in Missouri, Missouri. Uh, where we meet uh, James Badgedale's character, who, uh, James. There you go. Um and he's a private investigator who uh, gets hired by a woman who he uh, used to have an affair with uh, mm-hmm. before his wife and child died. In a tragic um, accident. In a tragic car accident. Yeah. He uh, gets hired by her to find her daughter who's gone missing. 
and teen daughter. Yes, her teen daughter. her teenage daughter uh, before she went missing did this thing with her group of friends uh, where she blew into a bottle on a bridge and then whispered the empty man. Uh, yeah, because that's that's the whole thing. Where if you're on a bridge at night and you have a bottle, you blow into it so it whistles and you say the empty man while thinking of him. And then on the first night, you hear him. On the second night, you see him. And then on the third night, he finds you. Yeah. Um, Which is great, by the way. I love Even it. Even saying that, I get chills. It's like, very it's a good, Bloody it's Mary. It's a good pitch. Um, it is, yeah. That, that's the other thing I love about this movie is that it sets itself up to be like, like kind of a tacky yeah. teen horror movie. Which is, uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure, what the studio um, kind of wanted. Yeah, and like, you know, for... A brief moment at the beginning it is because yeah. you know james is trying to find these kids who you know did the spooky ritual uh most of them are missing other than the girl who told him about this yeah uh he goes out to a bridge and he finds that all of he the hears the tapping yeah he goes and looks under the bridge and all of the kids who were with the uh daughter of the woman who hired him have hung themselves Uh, except for the girl who told him about what happened. Then she kills herself in her bathroom, but, you know, while being attacked by this entity. Oh, yeah, she's at a spa. You're right. Um, Correction corner, correction corner. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, after he finds these... I had oh, sorry, this moment ahead. where yeah, I was no. watching that scene where I was like, why is her bathroom so nice? And then the officer later was like, Da-da-da, she was found at a spa. And I was like, oh, that's why her bathroom's so nice. It's not a bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I, I thought the same thing when I saw it the first time. Hmm. Um, but Well, I mean, she kills herself, but let's be real. This entity. Because you see her. in the in the mist and the fog of the sauna, you see this figure and then grab some scissors and start stabbing her in the face and then it cuts back and it's actually her Ugh. cutting like Ugh. killing herself Ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, and you can see her eye just kind of like <sighs> yeah mm. it's, it's, it's gnarly um, but then while investigating um, the you know deaths of these kids and trying to find Amanda this girl uh, James finds uh, this leaflet for a place called the Pontifex Institute yes. which is is this our first cult film I believe it might be. Good lord. Wow. Wow. Look, Look at, at us. Yeah. Who'd have thought? I fucking love a cult I film. I know. You love cult movies. I do. I do. I mean, you just love cults. Yeah, I know. And I want to start one. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, that's a large part of why I've started this podcast. Um, What's the saying? You make a lot Jesus. more money as a leader, but, but you, you have, have a lot, lot more fun, fun as, as a follower. follower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> James goes and investigates this cult that uh, is he he goes and visits the Pontifex Institute. Jesus, you've thrown me off by your your drinking of your water. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, don't stay. Stay thirsty. I'm so so sorry. Um, But yeah, he goes he goes and investigates this cult because he's found this leaflet in uh, Amanda's room. And um, the back of it on the back of it is written Tulpa. And he goes and investigates this cult where he hears Stephen Root, uh, who is one of the leaders of this organization. Yeah, just talking some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, some uh, <laughs> expert level bullshit yeah. that Stephen Root is spewing. Uh, but largely talking about, uh, you know, nothingness and, uh, you know, 
the, the Nietzsche. You stare upon the void, and the void stares back upon into you. you. Yeah. And well, how he, you know if you re- if you repeat something enough, it just becomes gibberish. Yeah. yeah. Like but an he also says the empty man. Yes. Um, which is a a meditation that they do. Um, and he uh, claims that it's uh, an. What? Oh my God! See now I'm now I'm trying to fucking buy into his bullshit, and it's like hard it's, to it's pointless, hard to explain what he's actually talking about. But he essentially, we receive. Yeah. Yes. So essentially, yes. Thank you, Alexis. There we go. There it is. Yeah. She yeah. said it. Thank you. Thank you. We don't need I to go it. any further. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this cult wants to bring this entity into being. Um, you got to stop saying entity. I'm going to do the Mission Impossible theme. You have to stop, The entity. You might say this party is the party. Um, But essentially, through his investigation, James, uh, who is now also starting to experience hallucinations of the empty man. Yeah. um, Just terrifying, by the way. Great scenes in his house. Yes. He eventually finds uh, that a bunch of these cult members are visiting this guy in uh, a hospital mm-hmm. who we eventually discover is our hiker from the beginning who yes. uh, has become host to this being. Yes. Um, He's transmitting the signal. Yes. And uh, James comes back to the hospital room where he finally finds Amanda, this girl who he's been looking for, where she tells him that he in fact is the next vessel for this entity mm-hmm. because he is not a real person. Yeah. He is a tulpa. Yeah. A tulpa is essentially a, I guess it's a philosophical idea. I think it's from Buddhism. I had heard about the idea of a tulpa before. Yeah. uh, Mm. Where if you, uh, if enough people imbue an idea with, you know, conscious thought, you can conjure it. Then you can make that materialize. Materially, materially real. Yeah. Um, so she and the rest of the cult focused on creating James mm. so that he could be an empty vessel right. for this being, an empty man. Yeah. Um, and the movie ends with him being overtaken by this creature uh, because he, uh, oh my God, I'm, it's like, it's such a fucking trip. It's hard to like yeah, no, explain. This is, a, this is a tricky one to explain, which is why it really... This is one of those movies that we can talk about as much as we want, but you got to watch you it. you got to watch it. just got to watch it. Which, uh, yeah. again, we hope you're doing. It's why yeah. at the end of the last episode, we really stressed how much you need to see this movie before you yeah. listen to the episode. Not to mention uh, a detail that I think really explains why James really is such a fucking empty man is that he's just so dead inside. He yes. feels such mm-hmm. immense guilt because the... This is what I was going to bring up. The Thank mother, you for getting me back on track. Yeah, the mother that he... Uh, the mother of the teenage girl who's missing. Yeah, Amanda's mom. Amanda's mom. He was cheating with her as his wife and child died. Yeah, and... Like the same Amanda, moment in time. Amanda talks about how she wrote that into his backstory because this creature can slip yeah. into our reality through cracks of... Pain and grief and yes, suffering. It's perfect. Um, and 
just that ending fucking blew my goddamn mind. Yeah. It's, he was a tulpa the whole time. He was a tulpa the whole I time. I love a movie where you make up a guy and then he gets mad at you. Yeah. I really <laughs> want to rewatch it again. Like, remember, because this was the second time I'd seen it. And when I was first uh, rolling it back, I didn't remember that. Um, I remember it, awesome. I remember it ended in a wacky way uh, and I uh, remembered the campground scene but I had not actually remembered that this is the movie that the campground scene is from uh, so I thank God for my bad memory man like I'm very thankful for it sometimes because I'll watch a movie fresh even though I'd seen it before so when I really want to rewatch it again because I want to see if it like pretty much very clearly states or shows indicates this man doesn't it doesn't exist or he was just created. He he was just created. Right. Like that's what, what I mean. What, what do you mean? I want to so I want to watch it again from the beginning and see if they hit to see if at there's anything, anything early that, on. Yes, that yeah. indicates like oh this guy just boop popped up. Yeah. Well, okay, so yeah. here's the, here's the thing. Here's the the crazy thing. <laughs> Um, that kind of tips you off that he's the thing that they've been conjuring mm-hmm. uh, is the chant that they uh, do to quote unquote summon the empty man, which I, I think is different than summoning, summoning this entity. Yes. Uh, Cause I think this entity already kind of has a hold in our world through this guy's body mm-hmm. and it needs a new host. And that's why they're trying to summon the empty man to be filled by this evil. Yeah. Um, but their chant to summon the empty man is like, uh, from from your thoughts come his dream. Uh, it's from from his thoughts come your dreams. From your dreams come the bridge or something. Mm-hmm. From the bridge comes the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time we see, see him, he's him, on the bridge. He's running across oh, a the bridge. bridge. That's nice. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yes, I not so. I agree I love it. that this movie is like could have been very basic, <laughs> like your kind of typical teen possession film. But I love how it takes its time. It, even the way it's, it's shot differently with these wide shots, like with him running, it's like they have a truck with a camera crane just like running behind him where you see him so small. You and know whose movies this really looks like? Huh. David Fincher. Yes, I'd agree with that. Do yeah, you yeah. know why? Same DP? No. David Pryor, the director of this film, which, by the way, this is a first-time feature. No shit. He has never made a feature film before this, and I don't know how he got the fucking money to make this, because this was not a cheap film. I believe, yeah. Uh, Mm. He got his career started by uh, working as the, like, DVD uh, documentary filmmaker for David Fincher. Oh, he does all he the would behind shoot, the scenes. Yeah, all stuff. the all the behind the scenes documentaries right. on Fincher movies, starting on like seven, I think. Um, and you can very much see that influence in the way he makes a movie because, yeah. yeah, like just the like intricacy of the way he frames a shot mm. and like the way he lights really, really evokes Fincher yeah, to Fincher. me. And yeah. like you know, I mean, David Fincher is just such a fucking like precise elegant filmmaker that like if you're gonna ape a guy and you're gonna do it well he's not a bad one to to emulate Mm. um that explains a lot yeah sorry alexis i've been fucking yapping and you watched this movie i think most recently 
Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about the dog? Was there a dog? Uh, oh my god, there was! Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> so, there was, what, what, what should we call it? So when Amanda goes missing, oh, um, no. the police are called over, right? There's some writing on the wall that says, like, the empty man made it, empty man do, made it. do it. And, and it's written in blood. And of course, I think to myself, hmm, if her body's missing, is that her blood? And then, of course, when the cops come, they're like, they ask about an animal or something. And then uh, the mom's like, oh, wants to know why. And he's like, oh, because the blood isn't probably because blood isn't human. And my immediate reaction was it better not be a fucking dog. Um Anyways, so in his investigations, he is tracking down all of these uh, teenagers who were supposedly on the bridge with Amanda when they called the empty man. Right. And so he's going to like each of their houses. He makes it to one of the girls houses. Nobody's home, like not the parents, but like this. He just he just walks into their house. That was my question, too, was like this man just freely goes wherever he wants. He's not even technically a private detective. Yeah, he just walks into their house and just starts going through the rooms, and then yeah, he walks... Actually, I don't even think he's a PI. He runs a security company. No, no yeah, that's what I'm saying, he, is that he, he used to be a cop. He calls himself a private detective. But he's telling people that he's a private investigator, you know, but he's yeah. not, and he's just walking into people's houses willy-nilly, and um, so he ends up going he's into the backyard... And we have a like a, a short shot of a dog that has clearly been dead for a while because there's flies all over it. Like the neck is bloody. There's the dog was clearly bloodlet. And I was just like, yeah, there's a bowl of blood by it. Damn it. Yeah, no, I literally I had a, I had a moment to like stomp around my living room just going like these fucking guys um yeah <laughs> again and, uh, you can't blame mick for this this month is all me baby yeah, uh, and, yeah. And i can i can also not to speak for zach but i can guarantee he's not doing this on purpose like to that's the listeners and to alexis it's the worst part yeah that's that actually just, like, more concerning even register on your radar like oh trigger warning for alexis you may be upset because yet another animal has died um God. yeah no it's fine it's fine it's fine i love it living for it um anyways uh, it's okay if it comes down to you and my dog you know i might just save my dog over you guys after all this fucking emotional fucking distress <laughs> You know what? You know what? I would say that even if we didn't show you movies about dead dogs, I would be okay with you saving. You got to save the dog. I like a dog. Save the dog. I, at this point, uh, when this episode comes out, I'm going to be fucking palling around with my boy Julius having a great time. That's great. A sweet boy. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's going to be like a total 180 when we do my month because I'm literally just going to have a movie that's dedicated to loving, loving dogs. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, I a bunch of... I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I thought you were going to say a bunch of dead cats. That's, oh, that's, wow. that's better. That's better. All right. Well, I'm kind of yeah. excited. Um, yeah, you're kind of excited. <laughs> it's because you like dead dogs. No, what? I was we talking just, about what Alexis just we said. We just established that. Yeah. Well, anyway. I wouldn't say um, that he's partial to dead dogs, but I feel like you get a real kick out of my not getting a kick out of it. And that's about everything that's you need true. to know about our friendship. <laughs> That's Listen, true. I feel like that's just part of being really into horror movies. Part of the appeal My is showing is your joy. I see you smile yes. every time I bring these things up. 
I that, see it. I that is the it. film majors. We have such sights to show you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Stephen Root. Uh, Stephen Root, yeah. who's only let's, in this let's very chat. shortly. Let's chat about Stephen motherfucking Root because mm-hmm. he, Alexis, you're so right. That is the that guy pick for the fucking ages. What do you love about Stephen Root? Where where do you where do you know Stephen Root from? Dodgeball. It's Fuck. literally from Dodgeball. <laughs> it's from Dodgeball because he plays this like really dorky dude in Dodgeball who's like I think he has like this like mail order like Asian wife or like just like uh, she's she's an Asian woman. His kids were clearly from like a different marriage. And like he's always being like, hi, honey. And she's in the bleachers just fucking flipping him off. She's just like, fuck you, (laughs) you know, and she's like next to his kids who like look miserable. And he's or she'll be like she'll do the loser sign on her forehead and he'll do it back. He's all L for love. And Vince Vaughn's character is love. like, uh, 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 buddy, I, that's not L. Uh, okay, never mind. Like, doesn't even want to get into it. But like, he plays the most blissfully sweet idiot. And then he has this moment towards the end of Dodgeball where he just like, they're, where they're like, you got to get angry. You got to get mean. Um, and he does. He just like, he, he goes, and like fucking, I don't even know. I, he, he, he saves the day, basically, by being an angry little man. Yeah, he, he hulks out. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just seeing him in, like, all these other movies where he's clearly, like, a more serious character. I just reflect on what, 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 what is it? Not variety or reach, but, uh, or depth. Range. What's, Range. range what yeah. range steven root has to be able to yeah. play a fucking a very like um philosophically bullshitty cult leader but then to also just be one of my favorite characters ever from fucking dodgeball yeah like the, you remember you know, him from office space you remember oh, him from yeah, office, office space? space too i've yeah, only seen office a, space once talk about range so. I'm going to yeah. burn this Okay, that's the last straw. That's, that's the last straw. <laughs> I'm going to burn this place to the ground. He's yeah, great. Milton. I think the thing is, is, there's plenty of like comedic actors that like, it, when you see, you know, like Vince Vaughn, you know, you don't see him in things that are like as serious and you, you know, you don't like think of him like specifically of like, oh my God, the, he's got so much range. Like I could see him in anything. But Steven Root is like somebody where you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he I see him as Norman in anything. Huh? That's yeah. right. That's right. I was going to say, like, the only series where I could see uh, Vince Vaughn is as Norman Bates. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's already been done. The fucking oh, yeah. Gus Van Sant <laughs> psycho. I mean, he's he's got a couple of serious roles. But, yeah, I know. I, I do agree. Like, Steven Root is just a guy who can do I mean, anything. Like, different Barry? The difference between, like, Vince Vaughn yeah, and Barry. fucking Adam Sandler. Because, you know, like, Adam Sandler can do uncut gems. But Vince Vaughn, I don't know if he could do uncut gems. <laughs> No. Yeah, I couldn't see Vince Vaughn doing um, uh, punch Cubie truck love. Wave. Punch truck love. Yeah, that's another mm-hmm. thing. We're kind of off topic now, but still. <laughs> um, so but yeah, it's just but it yeah, is Steven really hard Root. to see rage in some actors, you know. And Stephen Root, yeah, he's fucking and got Stephen Root's got it. Yeah, Stephen Root's fucking got it. I mean, like, yeah, this last season of Barry, like, yeah. wasn't my favorite season of the show, just because I felt like it could have been two seasons of TV. Um, but Steven Root, I think, is maybe the best part of it. Yeah. Like, he just completely he, transforms as a character. Uh, I mean, his work in Get Out 
is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's one of my favorite characters in Oh, Brother, We're Out Thou, which is a movie full of great characters. Oh, my God. He's in that, too. The blind uh, radio guy. You can think of basically any film and then surprise steven root was in it and guess what he's great he's in selma (laughs) he's fucking great selma yeah Yeah. he is is he in no country for old men he is oh my god he is he's in a lot of um look if you play a lot of characters for uh the coen brothers you know you're good yeah, that's the mm-hmm. thing. That's kind of the yeah. period at the end of that sentence right there. He was also in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs as like the crazy bank teller <laughs> that wore pots and pans when he was getting shot at. That was that's a great scene, too. Hell yeah. Um, but our other that guy in this film is our lead, James Badgedale, who is also a fantastic that guy. Good, good. Let it all out. Oh, uh-oh. Wrong pipe. <sighs> um, but yeah, James Badgedale uh, is a wonderful henchman in Iron Man 3. And as we all know, when we talked about uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Shane Black is a writer-director who knows how to craft very specific henchmen. And Iron Man 3 <laughs> is maybe the only Marvel movie where like the goons have personality and James Badgedale kind of plays the main goon in that movie. And he's great. He's, he's fantastic. Um, he's also in the departed, uh, where he has mm-hmm. a small role. That's he's right. the guy, he's the guy, spoilers. He's the guy who shoots DiCaprio in the head. He's the guy that's dressed like he wants to invade Poland. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. He's Berrigan. Um, and yeah, I just like he he brings so much to roles that like I, I think he's good at just filling a role that doesn't have a ton on paper with personality. Because like even mm-hmm. in this movie, James LaSombra, he is like in te- obviously like intentionally with the film's reveal, kind of a like rote, bland, like protagonist, but like because he's played by James Badgedale, I want to watch him. Yeah. Um, I just, I love this oh, movie, yeah. guys. And he's, oh, no, okay, go on with James Badgedale. I have something else no, about No, no, please, go on. please. Oh, no, I just go, go on with Steven Root. that he was in this movie, Just Friends, with uh, your favorite, Ryan Reynolds. Um, mm. <laughs> um, but mm. I, I, I saw this movie, not I should you not, because my mom loved this movie. I've seen this movie, like, probably, like, a dozen times at least. Uh, and I really loved fucking Anna Faris in it, because she plays this fucking psycho woman. Um, but Steven Root is in there as, like, a music executive, and he has this whole scene where he's like, I want lobster, I want shrimp, come on, daddy want a fish! Um, like, ugh, love him <laughs> so much. <laughs> he's just so, yeah. I, I love characters who, like, character actors who like can get so silly you know absolutely he he is just he's a man who can do it all mm-hmm. i think another aspect of this film that i really enjoy is i don't think there are that many movies <clears throat> that i think really do a good job capturing the kind of like 
true existential dread of cosmic horror, which is, yeah, you know, a, which is attempted a lot. Yes, it's uh, a genre that was popularized by a uh, famous racist H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, uh, mm. who, you know, had had some cool horror ideas, but was a fucking piece of shit. He's dead now. So he was a horror whatever. himself. Um, yeah. But Stuart Gordon had a lot of cracks at it. Yes. And I think the Stuart Gordon movies are very fun. Yes. But I don't think really tap into like the dread of like how small and insignificant humanity really is in yeah. the universe in the face of something greater and unknowable to us. Yeah. And I think mm. this movie and uh, <clears throat> a movie that has some uh, similar plot elements in the mouth of madness mm. uh, tap that in a, in a really like compelling yeah. it, way. I like mouth of madness, but I think this does a better I, cosmic I th- horror. I think it captures that sense of dread more. I, I do like it, in the mouth of madness more. And that a, movie's fun. There's also a lot of horror films that deal with ancient evil or ancient energy. And this movie, I think really captures just how ancient this really is. Like this goes back this, uh, to, to religion, to, Thousands of years ago, how long the empty man has been here. Before yeah, it's like humanity. a Buddhist meditation, the, yeah. the notion of the empty man. Which I really dig that. Yeah. Because there's like a, a, isn't there like in the beginning, there's like throat singing too, like in the very, at the very start. That's a great way of getting me all juiced up for a film. I love, th- I love throat uh, Mongolian I throat singing. Yeah. I do. I fucking, yeah, I'm crazy for some throat singing. That's why I fucking love Dune. Where is it? I know. It's so sad. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Do we do we have any other? Th- oh, well, one thing I want to say, I have to shout out uh, Chris Stuckman. Yeah, that's yeah, we really should. Because we should go into like the production of this film and what happened with that. Yes. So this movie uh, was one of the last films that was like in either pre-production or production uh, when uh, Fox was acquired by Disney. Yep. And one of the uh, stipulations of that merger uh, was that uh, Disney had to give all of the Fox releases that they had uh, that were, you know, in production when they acquired the company, they had to give all of them a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Fox was like kind of, I think, about to pull the plug on this movie when the merger happened. So it's it was expensive. Yeah, it was incredibly it's expensive. It's weird. It, you know, I believe was a global uh, production. The, you know, they were shooting in uh, South Africa for a lot of the movie. Mm. And uh, I think that. Uh, I want to say that the opening did shoot uh, on location, maybe. Um, Wow. But yeah, it just had this like really elaborate uh, production. Um, Because as I was watching it, I was like, there's no way this was cheap. And, you know, kind of got poor test scores when it was shown to, you know, audiences uh, by the studio when they were trying to settle on a final cut. And eventually Disney, when the pandemic happened, Mm -hmm. Disney was like, oh, 
here's what we're going to do with this movie. We're going to dump it in the middle of the pandemic in like September or something. Yeah. Uh, it was after, you know, Tenet was released as like an attempt to, you know, in, in theaters or streaming only. I think it was briefly in theaters and then, hmm. yeah, got like tossed to yeah. HBO Max. Or I something. remember no advertising for this. Yeah, film. it was not advertised. They didn't spend any money on that. I found out about this film from Chris Stuckman. So Mick, if you would like to explain who Chris Stuckman is. Yeah. So Chris Stuckman is a YouTube uh, movie critic who's also now a filmmaker, uh, which is really exciting. Um, He's been on YouTube for, I want to say at least 10 years, maybe longer. Yeah, I think longer. Um, And I, uh, he's one of my favorite critics. Um, He, I think he has really good taste in films. I've been watching him since I was, you know, in high school. Um, and he, uh, he's actually had some impact on the industry, um, with, you know, he's made some video essays called, uh, the problems with horror movies today, the problem with action movies today, uh, which kind of just goes into detail of how during the two thousands and 2010s, things were kind of average with those genres when they didn't used to be in the eighties and nineties. And, Maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but uh, it seems like things have been changing. And I know even Chris Stuckman, who has met some filmmakers, have said that those videos have actually been shown to executives. Wow. That like he, we, we as filmmakers agree. Clearly, uh, public opinion, for better or worse, does matter. And because of his uh, opinions and he has a lot of followers on YouTube, he uses his platform uh, to help out with cinema and filmmakers. Do you think this podcast has been shown to any executives? Do you no. think they learned what gooning is from us? No. Uh, I, uh, as much as I'd like to, I don't think that's happened yet. Well, they could hear but, me talk about cum so often. But yeah, Chris Stuckman, he did a video just dedicated to The Empty Man and it got a lot of people interested. Yeah, it, it started it, it started trending on Twitter. Yeah, uh, you know, back before this, it got ruined. It kind of made it was like one of the first instances during the internet age where something that was completely ignored kind of became a cult following. It got a cult following. Yeah, in like real time. In real time. Um and yeah, that's honestly how I discovered this film too. I had heard about it and then you showed it to me, Zach. Yeah. And like I'm sure the test audiences I didn't really get it when I first watched it, but I did know I liked it. I really enjoyed it. And then on a rewatch, yeah, this is it's so good. It is such a good film. So thank you, Chris Duckman. I know you're listening. Yeah. Shouts out. I uh I also became, you know, enamored with this movie because I believe right when it came out, there was a bit that I was uh doing with my friends where my friend Seamus was like, yeah, no, I, I had dinner with my Uncle Jim. And we were like, what? Your Uncle Jim? You've never mentioned this relative of yours before. And he was like, yeah, I see him a lot. And we're like, no, you don't. He's a to- Jim's uh, yeah. a topa. And essentially it became, don't invoke Uncle Jim. Do not give him your thought energy. It's a tulpa that Seamus is trying to create. Mm. You're going to invent him. Uh, Uncle Jim will be made manifest in the flesh. So, like, that was a bit that was happening right around the time that I saw The Empty Man. So I was fucking primed to love it, and I still do, because I think the notion of a tulpa is also very funny. Is it? Yeah, you just gotta make up (laughs) a guy. It's making up a guy. Uh, It's making up a guy and then being mad at him. Hmm. 
I love it. Yeah, no, it is. It is good. Didn't they try? Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the studio that really try to uh, re-edit this to uh, be they much did more try to recut it? Of yeah. a typical, like they tried to get rid of. I think they, there was a studio cut that was like 90 minutes. Yeah, like they got rid of the whole opening. Like it just started with the teen stuff and shit like that. Yeah, like they really tried to trim this down and be like what? your kind of basic. Right. Jump scare. It wouldn't have been as fun film. without. Yeah, the exactly. opening. I would is say like that one... opening scene is pretty fucking solid. I mean, like, yeah, you, you, yeah it really, it's great because it, it, it. I wouldn't say. It, I think in some ways it kind of subver- subverts what you're. Uh, assumption is i mean like when they're crossing the bridge you know you think oh here's a rickety bridge that looks dangerous oh that's not where something happens okay okay and then you see some guy fall down and you think oh shit is this like the descent you know and then and then it's totally Mm. not that you know i don't know i think there was many moments where it kind of just uh veered off from where i was like uh, where i was kind of anticipating it maybe going and so it's nice it's uh, that's so, yeah, Always the kind movie of what is you staying... want to feel with a with a horror movie yeah. is that it's not you... quite what you think it's going to be. So it keeps it fresh. Exactly. With a horror film, you don't want to be ahead of the filmmakers. The filmmakers mm-hmm. need to be ahead of the audience. And the best horror films are like that. Um, and that's the thing. You know, when you watch The Empty Man, you very much get that sense that I know you two know what I mean. Our listeners know what I mean. Other filmmakers know, which is you are in good hands like with like the opening scene you can just tell with a particular type of film that it's going to be good or at the very least it's going to be unique and engaging and challenging because it's different and you can kind of tell when the filmmaker is commanding that and i definitely get that sense with the empty man from beginning to end that you're in safe hands. So what's the name of the the David Pryor. David Pryor props yeah. to David Pryor. So since we're, you yeah. know, the the writer strike has now ended and you know by the time this comes out uh, the sag after strike may be over uh, maybe in the final stages of negotiations here's hoping uh, when production does start up again some studio give david pryor money to make another yeah. movie because currently yeah. the only thing that he has made since cuz this was in production in like 2016 or something yeah it's an old movie um yeah, like it, it took a long time to actually be released to the public. The only thing he's made since is uh, an episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Which episode did he do? Uh, the Autopsy. Really? Which, that was a David Pryor one. Yes. I which, hated that one. I thought it was fantastic. No, it was fantastic, but it gave, gave me the willies. Yeah, I That's think... That's a disgusting that, one. Uh, is Ron Canada in that as well? I think he is. I think he plays the cop in that. Is he the cop? I, I want to say. I just remember F. Murray Abraham. Yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Ron Canada in that's that dope. as well. Um, wow. But yeah, like he just, he, again, not to spoil anything about that episode, but the man knows how to do cosmic horror. Yeah. And like, mm. that's such a tricky genre to tackle. So please. Yeah. Give him some work. Yeah, please. Absolutely. I'd love to see him adapt the H.P. Lovecraft thing. Yeah. Just to have his crack at it. That'd be really cool. Hmm. Any any final thoughts from anybody? Uh, Alexis, you got I'm, I feel like I've kind of monopolized this episode. Uh, so uh, apologies, guys. I've been been I've been yakking a lot. Mm, no, I, I think my main takeaway is um, 
I would actually say, I would actually recommend this for people to be like, oh yeah, you know, give it a watch because at the very least it's surprising, you know, like you, you know, you think it's going a certain way in the beginning, then you finally get to the part about the the young lady and you think, oh, it's just going to be something like Bloody Mary. And then it takes another veer and it's like, oh no, it's about a cult. And then it's like, oh no, it's about some sort of even higher, higher being. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't fully get it, but you know what? I don't need to fully get it. I just need to enjoy it. And it was fun. Yeah. God damn right. I, I often try to like place like, Oh, where is, you know, James actually interacting with the real world. And where is this like backstory that's been planted for him by the cult? And, you know, does it totally add up? I don't know, but like the vibes of this thing are fucking immaculate. Well, it's it kind of reminds like me of. Kind of reminds me of like. Kinda, to go ahead, go ahead, Mickey. I, I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of the Wailing, in, in terms of a movie that doesn't like. If you really think about it, I mean, it makes sense. It does. It does make sense, but it doesn't give you all the answers. It has it encourages exploration. It encourages conversation with the viewers to kind of figure out what is really going on. Yeah. Alexis, what does yeah. it remind yeah. you of? It, it kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, in uh, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, where like, oh, you realize where, where it's like, oh, whatever his reality has been, hasn't been exactly what it has been, basically. Like he hasn't been talking to this woman, you know, Um but I think that the empty man does actually do it better because you're left thinking, what was the reality? You know, um, did any right. of that yeah. happen? You know, um, yeah. Yeah, it uh, it leaves you with some uh, ooky spooky existential dread. Yeah, this uh, mm-hmm. oh, man, I got such chills watching this film. This just like the wailing creep me out. And those are both movies I've seen before. Yeah. Creep me out. Well, the, the good, good pick, good spooky season movie. Thank you. Good Lord. Well, I think we've probably said all we need to say on The Empty Man. And mm-hmm. I think that I can let you guys know what we're talking about next week. Yeah, I'm really curious. And I think that I am going to stick to my guns, stick to my original pick. This is the one that I've waffled on a little bit just because uh, it has... A few similarities to uh, the Texas Chainsaw movies, but mm. ultimately it's its own beast. And uh, I, I like to try to use this month to spotlight some horror movies that maybe not everybody's seen. Yeah. And so that is why next week we will be talking about Antonia Bird's 1999 film Ravenous. Oh joy. And uh Guy Ravenous start Ravenous is another movie that is just so many we, we literally could have done the that guy topic for Ravenous as well because it stars Guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle, and uh David Arquette. We love David Arquette mm. and we love Robert Carlyle. We do love David Arquette and we do love Robert Carlyle. And yep. I like Guy Pierce. I like I I don't know if I Who's love also Guy Pierce. Iron Man like 3. Him. He is. That's wow. right. <laughs> it all comes back to, to Iron, Iron Man 3. 3. Which is a movie that's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know if you want to find... Rewatch? 
Oh, sorry. What are you gonna What are you gonna rewatch? Oh, I'm gonna rewatch Buffy, uh, the Vampire Slayer, the the original movie from the '80s, because David Arquette is also in that movie, and I forgot. Oh, that. I didn't hell know yeah! That. Um, hell yeah! Yeah, so, so I gotta give that a rewatch and see uh, if it's still good. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, let us know. I, that, that, I'm curious about that. Yeah, keep me keep yeah. me in the loop. I uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Ravenous. It's such a weird <laughs> film, and it's one of those movies that is a good like test film for your friends. Yeah, where it's like, so here's a movie that I like. <laughs> How do you feel? How do about you that? feel about it? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a love it or hate it type film. Yes, uh, and if you want to find it. You can uh, rent it uh, wherever you rent movies. Um, it's available on most things. Yes, to but, rent. Nice. But, uh, well, I yeah. can't wait to talk about it with you. I'm I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you want to find us, the film majors, on social media, you can find us at Film Majors Pod on Instagram, Threads, uh, TikTok, and Blue Sky. And uh, if you want to shoot us an email, let me know if you're following along with the uh, Halloween spooktacular list. Uh, This episode is coming out on Friday the 13th, which means that today's film is Blade. So let me know if you've been watching along. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, yeah, email us at filmmakerspod at gmail.com. Amazing. And with that... Stay spooky.